Hi, I'm Akhil Arora. And I'm Rohan Nahar. Welcome to The Long Take. This week, we're discussing Lakshmi, unfortunately. Uh, why did we decide this, Rohan? I don't know. I'm sure there's a good reason. We'll <laughs> figure it out as we go along. So, it's a movie led by Akshay Kumar and produced, co-produced by him. I'm, I mean, I don't even, I'm not even sure I can call it a movie. Is it a movie? It doesn't qualify as a movie. I've been thinking about this since I finished watching it, you know. It's a question that has popped up in my mind. Like, is it even a movie? Exactly. So, like... It just, it feels like a, I don't know what it feels like, honestly. I don't think I have words to describe what it feels like. Yeah, I'm glad. Like, it's, it's dissonant in so many, like, different ways that I'm confused, like, what it is. Like, the, I mean, that's not even, like, the 30th thing to talk about. But <laughs> the thing that comes to my mind is, like, what is with the songs? Like, the dissonance created by the songs of how randomly they appear and how randomly they go away. Like, why? Just make, like, three music videos to really promote the movie and then release them outside, right? Why do they have to be inside the movie? I don't get it. I think at one point he even says, not like, Mere ke raja. And it's like, uh, he, he like, takes her inside his uh, dreams. Yeah, so which is basically, like, in a way, like, a almost like a fourth wall breaking thing. They're like, huh, you know it's a Bollywood thing. We're going to do a song, so let's do a song anyway because... This is apparently how movies are made in India. Like, what is with this? Like, when is this going to get solved? This whole musical interlude BS inside movies. I know, but this is, you're right, it's like not not even in the top 100. Yeah, it's not. Drop. Like this, I mean, we've barely, we haven't even, we haven't even come to a conclusion about whether or not it's a real movie. Yeah. Which it, it's not. <laughs> By that reasoning alone, I think like uh, we're kind of breaking the foundation of this podcast. Like we, we really shouldn't be talking about something that isn't a movie. Might as well be reviewing like a chocolate cereal next. Yeah, we, just, we could just pick up literally, we could pick up like a music video or like a TV ad for 30 seconds. And that probably has more like thought process that went into it than this thing. Absolutely. Like, I've literally seen, I don't know, like, TikTok videos that are better than this. Oh, I have seen TikTok videos which are actually better than actual feature films. So, <laughs> you know, this is not even a movie. So, that doesn't qualify the argument. I mean, speaking of, like, TikTok videos, like, I mean, before it got banned in India, that was a real space where LGBT and queer creators were actually making, you know, and people from, you know, backward communities and underprivileged communities were actually making an impact, right? They were, they finally had a platform where they could sort of voice their views. And this is a movie about one of those communities, right? And it's staggeringly... Again, I don't have words. It's not bad. It's not simply bad. Like, we can't let it get away with yeah, just calling exactly. it. Exactly. Which is why I didn't want to like, say staggeringly bad. I was like, because that's, that's too redundant and simplistic to qualify it as that. This movie needs to be like... See, I rarely say this because it goes against uh, what I believe. But this movie should be banned. Like, it should be just banned. Because it's yeah, actually Yeah, like, before this actually happened... I mean, the reason I'm supporting you on this is because uh, I wanted to read about... Because I, want, I actually wanted to see the original before I, I could watch this. Hmm. But I wasn't able to because the only print that existed out there was without subtitles. And I'm not going to watch a... Two hour 45 minute movie in Tamil when I don't understand what they're talking about. Like, that's not gonna work for me. Like, that's too much. Like, I, I can watch a music video of K pop for two and a half minutes. I can't watch a movie without subtitles. So I had to give up on that thing. But what I could do was at least read about it, right? Hmm. And what I read was that the, apparently the movie was horrible. Like, so they, someone decided to like remake a horrib- horrible movie uh, thinking they could do better, even though it's the same director and writer and again, everything. I don't think that's how it works though. I think what they think about is basically if the movie made uh, money, say f- 50 crores uh, in Tamil, then the assumption is it'll, it'll probably double that uh, amount in Hindi. And I think that is the only 
thought process that goes into making uh, remakes of uh, south indian movies i mean that's a terrible qualifi- qualification because like the, the in my readings what i also came across was that you know trans activists were actually pointing out how so the movie is called kanchana in tamil hmm. and the word became a slur for trans persons after the movie was released like it was being used to mock them like how can you even begin to remake a movie when you that's the kind of social impact your movies had or i mean fine you you made kanchana and you faced the backlash if whatever backlash that came its way then the logical thing to do is to make it better right the yeah. only reason why people remake movies is to kind of improve upon them hmm. or offer another perspective right a it's like just a bad idea for the same dude to get up and make his own movie but that's like a fairly common trend that you see in like yeah. south indian uh it's go- going back like even ram gopal verma he came and made remade his movies uh when he started making hindi movies and um, kabir singh famously last year that's fine but i don't know this guy there was some sort of controversy also right raghava lawrence dropped out of making lakshmi bomb uh but then he was kind of uh, coaxed back uh, in like he, there was some disagreement early on when he's like i'm not doing this but then they kind of brought him back in i my guess is that uh, it had to do with akshay kumar because my understanding is that the main character has been rewritten significantly to make him more heroic i mean this is this is what we know like of the top sort of bollywood like stars whatever you, you can call them they're not even actors at this point this is how they behave with all the sort of their movies right their movies revolve around them their their marketing whatever vehicles for them and then their movies actually is about you know like a story or something yeah you have to tailor the story around the star's personality right but i mean again like i don't even feel i don't feel comfortable blaming uh, uh, raghava lawrence for this because this movie hasn't clearly hasn't been directed by anyone uh, it's just like people showed up on whatever one bungalow set kya they spent 52 crore rupee budget and it's basically confined to what one one set i large. think the 52 crore they spent like 3/4 of that on the music videos probably for like a actor of akshay kumar's I wouldn't say repute but um, of his um, narcissism it's difficult for me to imagine him agreeing to a streaming release unless he was quite sure that it would have tanked at the box office uh, which is something he cannot afford considering his uh, winning streak of whatever 100 crore hits he do- he can't yeah, have like that's what a- brings me to the next point is that would it even tank i feel like there are movies out there the m- moment you make them with one of these people right around the three khans or whatever and or, or kumar or devgan mm. they automatically mint like 100 that that might be true they might mint 100 but then if you remember what happened to uh, race 3 for example that we made like what 186 crores or close to 100 crores mm. but it's considered a flop right and salman khan goes around telling everyone that hey that movie made money just because it was terrible is why people kind of associate it with being a flop similarly with zero and thugs of hindustan those movies made a lot of money but they were expensive to produce and uh, because they were terrible is why people just have like a sour taste in their mouth similarly with this this might have made 100 crores or whatever might have continued the streak but then everyone's mind would have been like oh like after padman and whatever you know mission mangal those are movies that people actually like you know <laughs> i mean as whatever bad as they are those movies have fairly like they got good reviews uh to put in a nutshell this movie got terrible reviews across the board and like i i haven't seen a single person say anything positive about oh, it oh i've seen people positive you just have to go to the disney plus hotstar account twitter and you'll see them retweeting people who are 
licking the boots of Akshay Kumar. That sucks. I'm sure this the germ of this film as well began with a similar idea. You know, he's like his last few films have been about like social issues. Yeah, I mean, no, at least at least trying to be about social issues, but they're actually just about Akshay Kumar being the sa- male savior. Yeah, yeah, he's Akshay Kumar savior. We should call like it's just one of those Hindi film tropes <laughs> now because people have started like aping him, right? Like John Abraham and like whatnot. Like those people want to be Akshay Kumar in their movies, which is just pathetic. Or maybe my- the producers want Akshay Kumar for those movies, but. can't afford them so they're like what is akshay kumar light or akshay kumar b version and then like, let's get that <laughs> so then if if the producers are looking for that sort of you know role to fill in the actors themselves mold into that role because they're like this is the only role available for me possibly but the thing is like this movie has like so there's such li- little self awareness to this nonsense yeah like it's just annoying it's like it made me angry that's the thing i didn't expect i was like okay when you i when i said it was a horror comedy that's what i uh, discovered i was like okay cool maybe they're probably going to poke fun at like horror tropes right like that's probably the intent here and they're like wait they have no idea of what the word trope is like they've never heard it in their lives i mean like desi filmmakers have a difficult time with like one genre like if you tell them to make a drama they'll fuck that Up, but like imagine having already uh, from like get go you have two genres that you have to figure out <laughs> horror and comedy imagine that's like a recipe for disaster for like a indian filmmaker most indian filmmakers especially someone as inept at this as this guy raghava lawrence i don't think he he should be ba- like he should be like locked in some sort of movie director jail or maybe he was locked somewhere else maybe like who knows like akshay kumar was not the shadow director right we no way of knowing how this movie was made which is yeah exactly i feel like it it just people just showed up and they just uh, self directed themselves and went away po- it's possible it's i wouldn't be surprised if that's what happened because this clearly does not have it's like um it's to co- see again like we're running out of words we can't call it bad we can't call it a mess because it's just more than that Akshay Kumar can do whatever he wants. He can poop in your face. Like you, people will pay to watch Akshay Kumar for two hours on the screen, just like sneezing. I mean, but in a way, like how is this any better, right? Even if he does what he just the, the two <laughs> activities you, you described, how is what he is doing in this movie any better than what? that right it's like being in one of those andy warhol movies like where he films a guy sleeping for like 35 minutes yeah i probably probably take that at this point right at least i can play it in the background while i'm working as slow tv rather than this nonsense will keep distracting me with its indescribable very very loudly distracting you brain destroying brain brain cell destroying like nonsense yeah i feel i feel actively stupid today <laughs> Like I feel like every time I watch a Hotstar movie now, I'm just I just get dumber. Oh my god, let's. I mean, we'll get to Hotstar, but first let's talk about Akshay Kumar's uh, Messiah complex. In this movie, in this movie, he wants to like save transgenders, save Muslims, save Muslims. Oh god, yes, which but- is like so funny and ironic to me because this is the same guy who in real life roams around with an ABVP flag. <laughs> In in real life, he's like he's <laughs> he's so virtue signaling. He's like literally redefined the t- phrase virtue signaling at this point. It's just it's a bit rich. Yeah, of Akshay Kumar, rich. of Akshay Kumar, of all people. <laughs> like I, I mean, I can separate like artists from the art 
if you're like a mild you know controversy like you know something but like at this level it's impossible to like separate this artist from the I art. mean yeah I'll especially watch, when you're doing stuff like this I'll watch the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie knowing that whatever Chris Pratt is the Republican right yeah but uh, this is like like Chris Pratt looks like a nice guy like I don't know but this is just like I mean we watch Tom Cruise movies right even though we know he's a Scientologist we watch Tom Cruise movies even though we know he's he's a loony yeah. but with tom cruise i mean it's a fun parallel actually tom cruise because <laughs> similar it's similarly i'm not like you this is a nice parallel that you brought up because no no, tom, no yeah i'm i know that it is it's, I'm, I'm surprised i con- somehow landed at it exactly yeah we can just like uh, hop on uh, to this train now for like 5 minutes <laughs> so tom, tom cruise is a lunatic in real life correct yeah which is why his wife katie Holmes, a former wife left him yeah. Yeah, because whatever, try to get her to convert their child to Scientology or what nonsense. No, he was trying to deny like uh, actual medicine to the kid, and she's like, she was <laughs> aghast. He was like, "There's no way I'm letting my kid die because you believe in Scientology." So screw you, I'm going. Uh, but yeah, he's basically the uh, Hollywood equivalent of Akshay Kumar because he's just such a strong persona that he has that he's developed and cultivated over the years, and he's basically playing variations of that same character in every movie. Yeah. Although arguably he is a better actor than Akshay Kumar. Yeah, yeah, and I would say like his his even his like other sides are not as like I mean he's not like you know demonizing minorities, right? So I think there's a line, li- very thick line to be drawn here. Also, both of them have uh, I don't know defiled uh, Burj Khalifa in their own ways now. <laughs> Except one was actually like had the balls to climb it, and one was just like standing very far from it. But um, yeah, what do you have to say about like the? Um, I mean, we not that anyone was expecting um, Lakshmi Bomb to uh, be sensitive about human beings, let alone like a minority <laughs> community. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it's offensive to people. This movie, right? Because it <laughs> yeah, it, is. it suggests that everyone is a goddamn moron. On this planet, I mean, they should send this movie out among those Voyager space uh, spaceships and just just as like a to mess with aliens because when the, <laughs> when the aliens watch that movie, they're like, "Isko to invade kar sakte hai do minute mein. Yeah. and they'll come, they'll just come unprepared. <laughs> they'll just expect everyone to be like Akshay Kumar. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone in so so many circles and around the bushes that I don't even have the patience to discuss like the thousand plot holes in the movie. <laughs> and just oh. like to put the plot holes aside for a minute, like let's talk. about something that's important and like the like the real harm that this movie is doing because yeah. this is not like a simple like it's not like a bad movie that yeah, I think that, I think that was the you... reason I I chose this right the, the first question I asked you was like why are we discussing I think that was the reason I wanted to discuss this because this is a movie that is dangerous yeah we joke but then it is doing actual because harm. like Disney's already announced right like you know there was like the biggest opening for them so clearly a lot of people have already seen it so this is going to have a much much larger impact going forward so we have to talk about that right and it is it That's the sad thing about it is that they got like uh, actual trans rights activists to kind of endorse the movie, which I'm like totally suspicious of because they could have just paid the person. Yeah, I mean, so many levels problematic, right? I mean, the first level itself is uh, cis people playing trans people. Like that's that's been a very hot point in Hollywood, right? <laughs> like Scarlett Johansson had to like yeah literally quit a movie, and Akshay Kumar is like, huh, what? <laughs> exactly. Like, it's like they're not even in touch with it, right? Like this is this is still owned by. Disney 
supposedly the same company but like the the way ethics and like values of companies change around the world is not even funny to me like i mean if this movie was like imagine this movie was like a made in hollywood and bought by disney plus they would have to offload it like the next day yeah i think what they did was as a contingency plan because they had no idea if there would be any backlash in india because india mein people don't care yeah. about any anything other which is why you can get away with, right yeah which is why you can get away with it. and contingency plan is getting lakshmi narayan tripathi to be the face of the trans community and endorse the film publicly and so you can basically have that as a as like a as like a safety net and be like dekho hamare paas to ye endorsement hai this person has said it's a good movie it's sensitive it's respectful so i mean we try to do our best which is probably the sad part right which is like i mean in the movie's intent is to raise awareness about the community but it has literally zero idea how to go about it zero idea how to go about it in fact it's done more harm than good you know it's just just set the clock back by so much it's no i mean where do we even begin like where do you unpack this it's like a you have cis people playing trans people b the you device have... the of the ghost that itself is harmful an idea harmful the vengeance plot is very questionable yeah which i feel like in that remind me of joker right cuz you link mentalness to violence the same way you linking trans people to violence now i mean i like joker oh, but uh, i like joker i like joker a lot but yeah i mean i can defend that movie but this isn't the time or place to defend joker see the problem with this this film is see when you have potentially like thorny issues like this right what comes to your rescue is good storytelling uh, Uh, good filmmaking yeah solid work that way it gives you more to think so when you watch joker you're not simply thinking ke oh this guy has mental health issues and he's committing crimes you're also thinking about a million other things because i mean at least i am because that's what the film is making me think it's not making me sit idle and just telling me things it's making me think what this one does is i mean the first thing it does is to make you actively hate it <laughs> so that's like not a great starting off point when you're actively hating everything about it so you're predisposed to like just disliking whatever you see in the next second it's just so sh- shoddy as like a product it's not even a product it's not even like something you can sell so to expect it to kind of it's be... a speech right it's literally like someone getting up on a stage wagging the finger at you and be like ye kar raha hai this is what you're supposed to think like that's the worst kind of entertainment which like you know dictates and talks down to people which is literally what happens in the movie as well yeah yeah it's one of those youtube videos you know that you watch where I don't know. Uh, have you seen those? There's a handful of journalists who do those uh, explainer videos, but they always come across as like uh, moral police. Ha, moral police. How dare you say this? I'm like, that's not the right approach. You know, if you're trying to educate people, even though that's not the purpose of at least this movie, it shouldn't be the purpose of this movie. It shouldn't be the goal, like to educate people. It yeah. should be like to engage people with the story. You're not like a YouTube explainer video. You're like a movie. But yeah, if that is your goal. to educate people then you shouldn't be talking down to them right you should be understanding what what has led you to develop certain prejudices in your life why do those prejudices exist you know and then address that yeah. and like and approach that in like some nuance right like i'm not expecting fully realized nu- nuance from like bollywood but like there's a limit to being on the nose like the way <laughs> that you know the, the 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 moment the flashback start with the ghost now explaining it there its entire backstory as lakshman and lakshmi like it's every scene is cringe worthy like you know those scenes are so important to the movie's heart and core you don't know how to realize like 
like oh i have to hit the hammer on the head because people are not going to get it in fairness this movie for me i think it it announced itself as a terrible movie in the first 5 second when the woman and i literally noted down when the woman says ke aaj bengan ka bharta bana i was like what <laughs> what is that how you start a movie <laughs> and then and in the next 5 minutes like wo dupatta gir jata hai in the booth bangla and then they run yeah. over there i mean the, the scene by scene fact would like break down the movie it's like it's almost like this 10 things wrong with like every shot almost 10 things wrong with every the camera is crazy the camera is coked out <laughs> the camera is the camera is whatever it wants it does not have it's not like it's the guy can't even point and shoot yeah, there's no there's the no visual, visual language like we were talking about like visual language last week right with scam <laughs> and there is no sense of any approach to like what we are trying to bring to this movie you know what we are trying to establish have you seen those um, republic tv uh, videos uh, of their reporters outside like whatever sushant so singh rajput's house like doing p2cs but the camera person is going crazy like running around pirouetting yeah, yeah i i think i saw a bts version of that once it yeah. was very funny because you could actually see them the cameraman walking in circles around the reporter to yes. create like add drama to the scene right that is exactly what i picture uh, whatever Raghava Lawrence or whoever was handed the camera on that particular day <laughs> doing on the sets of this movie just running around randomly just pointing at stuff filming just hit record and just do whatever you want I think we've gone long enough so I want to end with because we were talking about representation I want to end with people should obviously not watch this as an intro- introduction to transgender cinema what should they actually watch what should they actually they should watch um, this movie called Tangerine loved it Sean love and- Sean Baker Sean Baker who is uh, really good indie filmmaker he made tangerine on like iPhones if i'm not wrong yeah like an iphone 5 or something yeah and um, really good movie you should also check out the amazon show transparent if they can separate the artist from the art here yeah. uh, correct because it stars a sexual harasser but it's a good show it's made by actual uh, it has actual trans people involved yeah so i mean there's a lot at stake uh, besides the lead actor so i think that's a point to consider what else is there anything that you like i love this chilean film uh, i don't know if it won the oscar but it was definitely nominated for the oscar it's called a fantastic, fantastic woman. woman love love loved mm. it it was This is what we need, right? This to actually um, showcase trans people, trans persons on cinema. You have to make a story, like a normal story, right? Just make a story as you would about human beings. Don't think of oh, I'm trying to like make a social issue activist movie as Lakshmi is trying to approach, which is the wrong approach here. Make a story which is about them, you know, their fully realized lives, and then let the issues percolate into it as you go along. Yeah, you have to humanize. minorities not yeah you have to empathize them. with them you know you have to like just you have to like understand their story that that's which and fantastic women is also again better just like tangerine because again it involves trans people like the the main actress is what is a trans person yeah so yeah that's a starting guide <sighs> I mean, we have a bunch of hot star releases still pending, so I'm just dreading. I mean, what a terrible year! Like they've done Sadak Two, Dil Bechara, this. <laughs> like, yeah, college kids should do like dissertations on this. Like, how you know my theory is so streaming as like uh, an avenue for like being more creative, whatever in Bollywood, which was not possible before. We have seen a lot of good stuff happen yeah. in the last couple of years as well. As much as we you know complain about stuff, but there has been a lot of growth. You know, we wouldn't have stuff like Patal Lok and Secret Games and you know Delhi scam crime and all that. Yeah, scam. Deadly yeah. crime. You know, like really made in heaven, whatever. These are good stories that wouldn't have survived on the big screen. You know, like and 
but the reason why this my theory the reason why indian streaming is kind of imploding is because theatrical parties studios stars filmmakers have kind of invaded streaming yeah especially because of covid that has sort of accelerated that invasion covid so okay covid is this year right but if you look back even like the red chilies yeah output it's terrible this year obviously we have like whatever alia bhart we have ajay devgan we have akshay kumar we have amitabh bachchan for god's sake you know like the biggest people in the country are have been forced to kind of demean themselves almost and the problem is they look down upon streaming as like a as like a venue i feel like i'm i don't like we've like done all three right? we did like the biggest once for hotstar we did dilwechara on the podcast we did sadak 2 and we did lakshmi hmm. but i honestly like i think it's just probably like depression talking like staying at home for nine months but i don't feel like touching one of these again ever no like i don't care i'll be more than happy to like i've really i've had to like invest time and energy into watching yeah, like sorry rakesh I have, but like we are done torturing ourselves make like yeah like why would i have just done something else like i had stuff it's not like i'm villa <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you're not as villa as ragava lorenz and akshay kumar because we are not earning 50 crore for this If someone yeah, gives fifty crores, we might actually do it. Just you should just take in the fifty crores or whatever it costs to make this and donate it to the trans community. Oh, yeah, that was their defense as well. I think they uh, when people were bashing them, they they've donated like a crore already to a trans community. So that's their like outlet to say, you know, look, look, yeah. look, we're doing good. Too little, you can't pay your <laughs> yeah. Especially when when what you've paid is one fiftieth of the movie budget. Like nice. Is Akshay Kumar to donate his salary? Is like he should be like Mark Wahlberg. Like Mark Wahlberg, जब भी expose होता है, he just like donates his salary. <laughs> 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 oh Mark Wahlberg do you remember when you attempted to kill a dude he's like oh sorry sorry I'll just give like a Vietnamese community <laughs> oh. moving on okay let's end the segment on assault <laughs> because the movie was also an assault on our senses Uh, I make poor jokes. Okay. What is the news? So the big news about the government, right? It's taking an interest, uh, taking a much larger regulatory interest in online and digital media. So basically, the stuff we watch. and in a way our jobs as well i mean yeah i mean it's like always a fun um, subject to talk about in india the government the modi government what could go wrong but um, it's um, they're on track to basically take over everyone's lives i feel like it's just going by the playbook in the next 5 years we will not i certainly will not be able to do what i do is my firm belief like what do you think how long do we have in the game how long do we have until we plan the new zealand immigration uh, i mean in certain ways that's a, the troubling thing is they've already controlled our industry at least right i don't i can't speak for the netflix and all that industry because i'm not involved in that but our industries have already been in the clampdown ever since the nda has come to power right as long as we've been working basically jab se maine shuru kiya kaam yeah exactly because they've gone forget like regulatory framework they've basically gone after uh, our investors and the people at you know the financial heads right correct so if you can put pressure on them the entire business creaks under it hmm. i know that because uh, i know i cannot touch you know lot most politics like when i did my did my leela review last year i had to cut a bunch of stuff right so that's this self censorship is already happening for years past hmm. and now like even then they're not happy right even then after that they're like uske 
बाद भी वी नीड टू पुट लाइक न्यूज मीडिया ऑनलाइन न्यूज मीडिया अंडर लाइक अ रेगुलेटरी फ्रेमवर्क विच इज दिस इज द सेम मिनिस्ट्री विच इज ऑलरेडी लुकिंग आफ्टर यू नो द सी बी एफ सी टीवी चैनल्स ऑल इंडिया रेडियो दूरदर्शन एंड वी नो वट्स हैपनिंग देर सो आई मीन श्योर दिस माइट साउंड अलार्मिस्ट बिकॉज वी डोंट नो वट देर प्लान टू डू विद दीज पावर्स बट वी डू नो वट देर प्लान टू विद दीज पावर्स राइट वीव सीन इनफ एग्जाम्पल थ्रू आउट हिस्ट्री ऑफ चार मूव के बाद क्या होने वाला है उटिकल <laughs> 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 
Are you saying we have more Bobby Deol uh, content to look forward to? Yeah, I mean, see, uh, already India has never had a late night political satire show, right? Uh, the way US has like 10, 15 of them. Which is what Veer Das said this week. No, on Twitter, I remember reading his tweet. Yeah, because no, 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 no platform will touch it, right? Mm. And if they already wouldn't touch it without even having a regulatory framework, you know, like we never like Hasan Minaj got a show in the US. If Hasan Minaj was actually Pakistani or Indian, he would not get a show in South Asia. So if that's already didn't happen without the good framework, like what's going to happen after that framework is in place, right? They're not going to touch it with a barge pole. It's like too much hassle. Just let's avoid. Yeah, let's just make escapism stuff like Ginny with Sunny and like, you know, stuff like that and be quiet and offer like bland entertainment and just make money out of that. Like this Leila, there's never going to be a Leila season two. I mean, anyway, that was not going to happen. Yeah. Prapto zero chance. Bit, yeah. Sad situation. Yeah. That's the reality. The people who are threatened the most by it have been tweeting today. So, like, you have had, like, uh, the Motwanis, etc. Yeah, I also saw, like, Karan Anshuman as well. I mean, even though he's not making political, but he's still making edgy stuff, right, Mm. with the inside edge. And even that stuff, like, can now get calmed out. Because, we, I mean, we've seen how things what happens with the CBFC is the studios get, get, like, so scared. They start going one step further of the CBFC guidelines then, right? Mm. Which is why the things like the Ford versus Ferrari thing happen where they, they they didn't request it disney did it itself so when that kind of stuff happens then that kind of stuff will start if, imagine that i mean i'm not gonna watch content anymore i'm sorry if like if you're gonna have, like blur things in india and like put put smoking is injurious to health but warnings i'm done with indian streaming services <laughs> this is like that william friedkin trick right so he used to always put like a extra shot like an extra like um a couple of frames more than he needed to because he knew that uh, uh the MPA would like uh, get their panties in a bunch and like get all angry and stuff hmm. and they would like always tell him to like cut those particular shots and he was like yeah yeah whatever because those were anyway like extra that he put in knowing right that. yeah <laughs> cool I think that's I mean this is gonna like expand I think but I keep coming back to this topic as actually we see cases unfolding yeah. but for now so this is probably developing the of story yeah, this is a very much a developing thing. Because right now, all we have is speculation and like sort of going back on what we know of this government. But what actually happens is something only we can see once it actually happens. Yeah, it'll either be fun or like, uh, I mean, we'll be in jail or something. <laughs> yeah, like technically, like this podcast is online media, right? So we are under the, aren't we? <laughs> uh, fun times. Okay, the final section of the podcast. What did you watch this week? Uh, Chalang, uh, which is uh, the new Hans. The next Hansel Mehta. Yeah. Hansel Mehta, director for Hire thing that he did, uh, produced by... <laughs> yeah, so I think he just did it because he was in a funk, like a career funk, after Omerta bombed and uh, Simran was kind of snatched away from him. Mm. And he was making scam and that was taking a while and stuff like that. So he made like Chalang as just like an easy paycheck and he gets to work with Rajkumar Rao he's worked with like five times in the past i mean for a movie which is produced by love ranjan written by love ranjan and uh, co-produced by ajay devgan it's pretty good as shocking as it is to say mm. i mean it's obviously not as good as uh, hansal mehta and uh, rajkumar rao's uh, previous collaborations but it's nice it's a fun movie with um, good writing good acting enjoyable sports drama so yeah what do you watch? Uh, so I've, I've been wrapping up this show called uh, City So Real, which is a documentary about Chicago. Um, it's like a five-part thing. It's made by the, the same guy who made 
Hope James. I'm guessing you've seen that one, right? Steve James. Yeah. So this one, he's started making it in 2018. Um, so the first four episodes are about this insane mayoral race that's taking place in Chicago. Um, so people are not happy with the existing one, and the field somehow just like becomes wide open. Like there's not like one person who sort of going being going like a leader sort of thing would come forward and there's actually like literally 14 people in the ballot or something it's like that wide open so it follows uh the issues of chicago through the lens of these mural candidates so like sort of following their campaigns and everything it explores the history of like various neighborhoods and because it has that length every episode is at least an hour if not more sometimes like i think I've, i understand chicago more than bombay right now at least the political scene hmm. and at the end of episode four the mayor is actually selected you know i mean the the d- decision comes through to the election mm. and the fifth episode is just bonkers because now it's sort of they were trying to explore what happens with her sort of you know uh we want to see how this person's actually time as mayor is gonna be but suddenly what happens is they've they've come into the pandemic times right mm. and it just it goes out of the water no one's ex- actually expecting what i mean they, they would have, could have not planned for the show the way right because they, they didn't start off this way they started off to explore chicago from that side and suddenly we they can see a very different side of the city now because this is a city going under an intense lockdown and then also going under like mass protests uh, which kicked off even before George Floyd and after George Floyd because even when it's doing the first four episodes which I, what I missed to mention is the mayoral race is taking place under a huge cloud of another black man shooting called Laquan McDonald mm. so there were already sort of protests happening across that sort of mayoral race in which is the demand for you know change in the city and then it bellows lower into another shooting which like nationwide protest over George Floyd and the COVID-19 and everything. It just like blows apart in the fifth episode. Like this, it's able to explore so much more suddenly because of how it's, everything is accelerated that it's it's like a one-time lo- lifetime op- opportunity. It's like, it's like a gift for a filmmaker to be, you know, sort of, it's terrible for like the people of the city, but in a way it sort of enriches the show so much more because they're able to starkly expose, you know, like the problems in the city's like sort of roots. Yeah, it was like really, really, really well done. Yeah, I'm not surprise you know like steve james is like uh, one of the f- greatest chroniclers of chicago yeah like, i mean going back as far as you know hoop dreams obviously one of the best documentaries ever made yeah to take to take like a basketball documentary and then make it so much more yeah and also the interrupters i don't know if you've seen that no i haven't seen that it's about a group that literally interrupts gang violence on the streets like um of chicago obviously um he also made life itself yeah. which is about one of Chicago's favorite sons, hmm. Roger Ebert. And yeah, so it sounds interesting. I want to check it out too. Fun. We we started off talking about Lakshmi and End with Steve James. This podcast is <laughs> gold. It's for, it's just, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Could you imagine tuning in for Lakshmi and then learning about Steve James? And how the political scenes of Chicago. No, yeah, but cool. Well, that's all for this podcast. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. You can find The Long Take at The Long Take Pod on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. You can write to us at thelongtakepod at gmail.com. Where you will listen to this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review. And we will see you next week if you're still alive because of Lakshmi.